0: Welcome to Demogronomics. your insight to the powerful surprises ahead for the U.S. economy. Demogronomics, where people make markets. And now, here is Mike Williams. Hello there and welcome. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast. It's Mike Williams here and uh, this episode we're going to call The Minutes. Sounds pretty spooky, right? The Minutes. It's almost like uh, a movie title. Listen, when big events unfold, I always like to ponder what did not happen. Yesterday, as we all know, the release of the most recent Fed minutes was an example of one of those times. Here's the thing. What didn't happen? We all know there have been times recently when a whiff of a rate increase would have caused far more than an unchanged close. When one looks at the minutes in more detail... They're really just ideas, comments, thoughts, meanderings, or better yet, positioning. More important, the reaction in the market struck me more as an indicator that more investors than not are beginning to accept a rate increase profile. By the way, that's extremely healthy. While that is the first knee jerk reaction, let's safely assume that those who went home and read their favorite financial web pages after work. Will likely come in this morning and sell. (laughs) My hunch is we see that for a day or two as we continue to etch out these trade range lows for the umpteenth time. Is this a long-term benefit? After all, once the masses figure out we don't need the low interest rate drug anymore, they may begin to recognize things are actually okay going forward. I thought it somewhat comical that a Quote, couple, few, some, several, and most FOMC participants had different views on the future and where interest rates should be. Here's the outlier, though. Only one of them dissented. In the end, with differing views of the same facts, the Fed heads are beginning to sound just like analysts, fund managers, and Wall Street experts to me. Remember, there were many, many years. I started in 1982. If, if you'd have told someone back in 1982 that you knew exactly what the Fed was thinking because they talked about it every 48 hours, you'd be a fool. It'd be nonsense. You never knew anything. And we lived for decades like that, not wondering, not worrying, not fretting, not splicing every word. But are we making more of it than it is? I suspect so, but heck, it's as good an excuse as any to get the sell-in-may crowd out of the way. Get them out the door and done. Gives long-term investors and growth-slash-value seekers the summer to find some good deals and relative quiet. I always like the summer. It's more choppy and volatile, but what's great about it is there's not many people around. Wall Street has the second and third and fourth tier strings on the desks and... They usually don't know much about what they should be doing. Here's the key, though, at the Fed and the minutes, and however you want to fret over it, Yellen is still at the helm. As such, she is highly unlikely to pull the trigger unless there is an almost overshoot in the cards. A close following of the speeches in the past from her are pretty steady. Quote, she has often repeated that she would like to see wages rising between three to 4% before rate hikes come in. Right now they're up two and a half percent over year over year in the latest numbers. While the core CPI is indeed 2.1% in the latest release, she noted in her speeches that overshooting the feds inflation target for a short period of time is okay until she is sure that the core producer price index is back above 2%. In reality, it's really pretty simple, isn't it? Once economic data steadily improves, rates will rise. We should not fear that. We should, in fact, look forward to it. Here's the key. The Fed's a follower. As much as everyone likes to think the Fed sets interest rates, the market sets interest rates and they will tell her when it's time to raise rates. Bond buyers are not stupid. They're some of the most, well I would say, the toughest guys to deal with. If they see more growth risk ahead, if they see inflationary risk, they will indeed demand more return on their bond purchases. Rates will rise, whether the Fed increases them or not, when it's time. When fear has subsided enough such that the demand for, quote, safe bonds at ridiculously low interest rates dissipates, then you will see rates rise. It's just the way the market works. Supply and demand. Right now, demand is ferocious. That's all good in the end. All the chatter in between, though, is wasted energy left better to those who do not not yet respect the barbell economy at work under all the noise. When we finally get out of this rather lengthy cloud we've been in 15 years now, we will see low rates for what they really were, the clearest sign of all that too many had little if any confidence in the future. Why else would you choose less than 2% and all the way down to negative rates in some places around the world? Why would you pick that if you had confidence in the future? What a surprise that is going to be in the end. The thaw continues. The ugly Q1 data continues to ebb back into the positive territory in many categories this morning. We have solid unemployment claim trends, a hint that the massive adjustments in the oil sector have indeed been soaked in by other solid areas of the economy. All things being equal, think of the tens of thousands of people that don't have a job in the oil fields anymore. If everything else was just steady, we'd have a lot of unemployment claims, but we don't. We're at multi, multi multi-year lows. The Chicago Fed gauge of economic activity turned positive. It it was higher than expected. Jobless claims have hit another multi-year low. Even the U.S. leading economic indicators picked up sharply in April. They rose six-tenths of one percent. Half of that was expected. All this pushes towards and in favor of an improving picture, not one to be terrified over. Remember, the last 19 months have all been about Running in place. It has worn out the crowd, the back and forth, the roller coaster ride, lots of traveling, but going nowhere. And that's all good for long term investors. The latest data also blend together to set the stage for a solid foundation for summer vacations and spending, even if the spending continues to leave the malls out in the cold in the near term. For those who fear a possible second rate hike, long-term investors will find advantage in that flawed short-term outlook and any summer reactions we might get there too. Speaking of retailers for a second, they are clearly the latest to go through the internal bear market buzzsaw. I suspect just as we saw in the values of energy stocks In late January, at the peak of fear related to that sector, retailers will be up in the on-deck circle soon, maybe even during the summer quarter when most are away on vacation. Case in point, just look at Walmart. Just six months ago, it was hated. It was panned, clobbered for weeks in a row. Look at it today. It's up 10% and back to its multi-month highs Here's the deal. Fear remains the new black. It's important reminder of how expensive the thought, it's never been this bad, has been over time. I remind you that the recent notes and your podcasts have covered a myriad of sentiment readings for you, almost all of which were deeply bearish, which is good, the AAII data out just last evening serves the same purpose. I want to point out two things to you about the latest data. The latest percentage bullish reading is now lower than the low point in that very same reading reached in March of 2009. That was almost 11,000 Dow points lower. We're also just a shade above where we were at the end of the 10 bubble, bear market, back in March of 2003. We're less than a percent higher. I'm sorry, but whether we get another quarter point rate hike or not, this seems absurd and something to consider as the summer doldrums and the summer haze approach. Yes, 19 months of going nowhere with all of this churn and bounce of volatility stink. I get it and I dislike it as much as anyone listening. But let's try and stay focused on the long term. The demographics of the United States of America have rarely been better to define a very surprising future with hugely beneficial surprises ahead. While too many others get lost in short-term economic data and massive amounts of headlines designed to get your attention They're not investment advice. They are to get your attention. They're to scare you. That's how you get someone's attention. If you can ignore it and stay focused on the long-term demographics, you're gonna realize our economy is getting ready for some explosive surprises, things we can't even imagine. Just like in 1982, we had no idea how many great things were gonna be created in the next 20 years. We're at that same doorstep again the door's about to open, but you got to be patient. Hope these thoughts have been helpful. Let's look forward to the next Fed Minutes. And by the way, until we see you on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.